Since October 2018, DC Master Trusts have been able to apply to the pensions regulator for authorisation. They have until the end of March to complete their applications, but so far the watchdog has only announced one authorised master trust. Its figures from the end of February show that eight master trusts have exited the market so far, and a further 31 have notified the regulator of a triggering event to exit the market. This leaves 38 master trusts to either apply for authorisation or trigger their exit from the market. So what should trustees and employers consider once they've decided to switch from an own trust arrangement to a master trust? And how will authorisation and supervision affect master trust selection? I'm Sophia Imerson, Deputy Editor at Pensions Expert, and with me in the studio to discuss Master Trusts today is Ian McQuaid, Director at Muse Advisory. Hi, Hi. Ian. Hi, Sophia. So the Pensions Management Institute's Master Trust report in December predicted just 20 Master Trusts in five years' time. How do you think the Master Trust authorisation process will change the market? I think the the process that uh, that the regulator has has kicked off around authorisation their aim is to enhance the quality of the service provision to to master trust members. Um, clearly, the regulator is focused on outcomes, and they believe that enhancing the delivery of those uh, of of those schemes is going to improve matters, improve outcomes for those members. I suspect making a prediction that there will be twenty schemes is is very much finger in the air. Um, the market is bound to uh, to consolidate, and the regulator has has made it very clear it wants fewer, larger schemes. Once the authorization process is complete, there are clearly a number of own trust schemes who will look to move across into the master trust regime, and larger DC schemes do get the benefit of economies of scale in terms of. The, the cost of the the funds that they're investing in. They get benefits in terms of economies of scale in terms of the administration provision. So if that means that the administration provision is both improved in quality and on a per member basis reduces in price, that has to be a good thing for outcomes. And what has the ongoing authorisation process meant in terms of master trust selection over the last year? Have schemes and employers had to kind of put their plans to transfer to a master trust on hold or have some taken the plunge and opted for providers that they think are likely to be authorised? It's a mix. It depends what's driving the decision. There are certainly some employers who have um, who have pressed ahead with their, their processes and have gone through the process of selecting master trusts, making a choice based on the fact that they believe that the scheme that they've picked will achieve the authorisation. Others have paused. Others are waiting. I wouldn't say that there is a a tidal wave, a tsunami of schemes waiting to transfer across, but I would suspect that by the time we reach the the middle to the second half of this year and the authorisation, the first wave of authorisation is complete, there will be a number of employers who press the button and decide that they're going to start their process to select now that they know who's actually come through unscathed. And what would your advice be in terms of master trust selection once the authorisation process has been completed and and we move into supervision? The the master trusts that are available in the market are different. There are different flavours, if you like, of of master trust. Some are provided by consultancies, some are provided by insurance providers or fund managers, and there are some that are a bit of a hybrid. The most important thing for an employer when they come to to make a decision, once we have a level playing field and the the schemes are authorised, the most important thing is for them to understand what it is they want to achieve and what they want the scheme to deliver to their members. So that could 
be around the investment options that are available. It could be around the technology and the online member experience that's available. It may be around the service that's available via the telephones to members because certain employers won't expect their members to be using the online capability. They'll want them to be able to deal with a person. So understanding what it is that's important to you and then finding the right partner, finding the right master trust is going to be the most important thing. Just going to the ones you know might not necessarily get you the right choice. So finding out from the market, finding out from people you know what's out there, who can help to, to get the right, uh, the right solution in place. And when moving from an own trust arrangement to a master trust, what are the most important things for employers and trustees to consider? From an employer point of view, they're looking for a solution that will look after their members for the long term. From a trustee point of view, they're likely to be asked to support a, a bulk transfer of the existing assets from the own trust scheme. That's how the employer can actually benefit from, from closing the scheme properly. And for the trustees to be able to agree to that bulk transfer of assets, they have to get appropriate advice that that this is in the members interests that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be cheaper you can justify a move to a master trust even where there is slightly higher costs for the members on an ongoing basis but you need to be able to justify what additional services are therefore being delivered it comes back to this wonderful value for money statement which is so subjective it's very very difficult for for trustees to assess but it really does come down to if you are a trustee of a relatively small scheme, the chances are you can improve the financial position of your members by moving into a master trust. In bigger schemes, you may not be able to reduce the costs, but you can probably ensure that the members will receive regular ongoing communication. They'll have better online facilities. Um, there'll be a continual investment in the product and in the services to members, which as an own trust scheme, um, certainly clients we've worked with when business is good the company will invest money in the scheme and will spend money on those discretionary projects the communication projects but when business is is tough and and in a in a competitive environment the discretionary spend gets stopped master trusts will be continuing to invest the whole time so how often should employers actively engage with their chosen master trusts from an employer point of view the governance you put in place it should be around oversight whether that's once a quarter, once every six months or even just once a year will depend on the size of your scheme. But certainly for the larger schemes that have transferred across, the employers are putting in place governance committees which are meeting quarterly and are looking to receive reports on a quarterly basis from their master trusts. It's really important. Yes, there are trustees in place in the master trust and they are governing the scheme. But as a sponsor, as a participating employer, it's really important that you see evidence of the work that's going on there because that can help you communicate with your employees and help ensure that the, the, the master trust is delivering the services you want. Thanks, Ian. For more on master trusts, please visit pensions-expert.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.